Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Friday morning, June 18th. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us as we get into the Word day after day after day and believe that it makes a difference in us, just like building a wall, right? One brick at a time. It doesn't get built all at once, but one brick at a time, cemented in strong as we get God's Word built into our soul, one concept at a time, one truth at a time, one verse at a time. We look back after several months and we say, I'm I'm growing. I'm different. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. If you're here for your first time, please make sure you subscribe, notify, share with your friends, leave a comment, and stay in touch. And come back day by day. We think it'll make a difference. And thanks for the comments people leave here. You know, sometimes when I I'm starting in the morning and I'm reading the comments. I don't usually read them during the while I'm speaking, but beforehand, I think, my goodness, that that kind of uh, that makes my day right there. Just the opening comments, and there's plenty to meditate on and think about and be encouraged about. So thank you, all those who chat, leave a comment in the chat. I appreciate hearing from you. We've been going through the FFDPQ method. You say, what is that? Well. I kind of made it up here several weeks ago, and I've really been enjoying it, and got an email just this morning from a pastor who told me how he's been using that, and it's been a, uh, really good for him, and uh, it's been helpful. And so um, let's remind ourselves, F, I can see why you feel that way. F, others have felt that way too. D, until they discovered. And then P, you pivot to a question, and the question is designed to redirect the conversation back to where you want it to be. We've gone through a number of of theological questions. We've gone through some modern cultural questions. I've been asked to speak on a few other things that uh, uh, racial issues, transgenderism, uh, a few other things, and I just don't know that I have the capacity in in a few short moments here each morning to really address them adequately. So I'm going to put those on hold for the time being. And we want to move on now to this question. If you are involved with, if you face opposition, and let's face it, if you stand for what's good, true, and right in today's world, you will have opposition. I don't like it. I'll bet you don't like it. I know some people thrive on opposition. I I personally um, don't seek controversy. I want everybody to like me. It hurts when I get negative comments from someone who's, you know, who uh, disagrees with me on something and they and they cancel or they, they're mean-spirited or they're hateful, especially if it's coming from someone in the body of Christ, someone who names the name of Christ. It's really a tough, the world we live in today. But still, God calls us to endure, to persevere, and to prevail. And I want to, you know, it's it's a verse that God has given me for this year because there's a lot of conflict in our nation right now, even in our churches. And a verse God really laid on my heart, Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome, prevail. Brothers and sisters, I believe God wants us to rise above and to be prevailing people. Now, Sometimes it doesn't seem like you're winning in the midst of the battle. In fact, David, you know, he he lamented in, in uh, Psalm 73. It looks like the wicked are prevailing. They're, they don't have the problems I've got. It looks like everything's good for them. He says, until he came into the house of the Lord 
And then he realized their end. And he realized that in God's sight, he was prevailing. He was winning. And we want to remember that ourselves, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And we want to be people who rise above. We don't get dragged down. We don't act like the world. We don't use their tactics. We don't, we don't, um, we don't hit back in their methods, but we rise above in the ways of God. It takes faith to do this. But we believe that ultimately that's how we'll win. Ultimately, that's how we'll win. I mentioned two things you must do if you want to prevail, and they're found in Philippians chapter 1, verses 27 and 28, which, by the way, I'll be teaching this section in our church, uh, Linworth Road Church, this Sunday. If you're in Columbus and want to come on out, uh, do so for our 10 o'clock service. But verse 27, Philippians chapter 1, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you, that you're standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you, and that too from God. Two things here I'd like to suggest that we need to, to do if we're going to be prevailing Christians. Number one, we cannot get distracted. We've got to keep our eye on the prize. We've got to remember what we're really about, and that is the advance of the gospel. As I began this live stream way back in uh, September, and we were starting to pray for our country and for the upcoming election, for the division, for the, for the problems in our nation, and it just it seemed like every day our prayers would be directed towards what we really, really, really need in our nation as a revival. Yes, it'd be nice if, if, if Hollywood put out better shows and movies. Yes, it'd be nice if there wasn't the, the, the pressure in corporate America to, to accept uh, perversion and sinful and celebrate sinful lifestyles. Yes, it'd be nice if all of our political leaders agreed with us and, and, and made just, good, righteous laws and, gave, and didn't infringe on our religious freedom or liberty and socialism wasn't coming in and Marxism wasn't crouching, crouching at the door. Yes, it'd be nice if all of our universities taught truth and weren't hostile to the Christian faith. All these things we prayed for. And every time it came back to realizing what our nation really needs, those are just symptom problems. The real problem is our nation needs God. We need, our people need God. People need to be reconciled to God. They need faith in Jesus Christ. And so let's you and I make sure that we never lose sight of the, of the root cause, as we talk about this nowadays, and what is the root cause and this is important for people to figure out. The root cause of all of our problems is, is our separation from God, our rebellion against God, our living in the domain of darkness. And the root solution is found in the advance of the gospel, people being reconciled to God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's not lose sight of that. There are so many good things to be involved in. And by the way, it is good to be involved in good things. But never, never get distracted from the main thing. Never let some good things distract us from the main thing. And what is that main thing? 
I may hear of you, that you're standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. You know, Jesus taught that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And sure enough, it can't and it won't. And, and our church won't stand, a family won't stand, a country won't stand, a team won't stand, a company won't stand if they're divided against themselves. What brings the church together, what brings us together is that common, is the common love for Jesus Christ and the common commitment to be advancing his truth, his way, his gospel, his good news, his solution on this earth. So that's the first thing. If you want to prevail, don't get distracted from the main thing. Don't let a good thing distract you from the main thing. Number two, he says, in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them. In other words, they're going to lose, and of salvation for us. We're going to win. You know, when I'm on campus, one of the major questions people ask me after I'm done preaching, how did you not get angry at all those people? How did you not lose your cool? If I were up there and people were talking like that to me and interrupting and be, treating me like that, I would be so mad at them, I'd get so angry, I'd explode at them. How do you not do that? Well, folks, let me tell you, we don't have that option. You don't have that option, all right? When I'm out preaching on campus, I don't have the option to get angry and explode and blow up and, you know, let out some expletives at someone or, or something. I don't have that option. And you don't either. Let's be clear. You and I are called, and this is, like it says, in no way alarmed by your opponents. So how do you do it? How do you not be alarmed? How do you keep your cool, your poise, even under pressure? To me, I think three things come to my mind. Number one, obviously, be filled with the Spirit. Some of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, and 23 is the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy peace, patience long-suffering. These are some of the qualities that will enable us to stay cool under pressure, to keep our poise, to not lose it. Whenever I'm about to preach, whenever I'm about to face a difficult situation, whenever I'm about, if I see a conflict coming, I, I simply quietly pray, oh Lord, right now, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit. Before every one of these live streams I do, the last thing I pray before I hit that go live button, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Live through me today. Speak through me. This moment, right now, fill me with your spirit. Pray that regularly. You can pray it more than once a day. I pray it many times a day. Number two, remember the battle belongs to the Lord. It's not ultimately our battle. It's his battle. Victory belongs to the Lord. You may need to remind yourself that day in and day out. When we think the victory is up to us, we can become proud if we win. We can become discouraged if we lose. When we think that all, 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 the longer I live my life, the more I realize that there are forces. I, I mean, I have responsibility. I, I'm not saying we don't. But there are forces, including God himself. God is for me. God is for you. God is working his plan. I can't tell you, and you, you probably know this in your own life, how many times you thought, boy, this is a terrible situation, and you're anxious, worried, and nervous about it, and it, 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 it didn't turn out quite the way you feared, and life has gone on, and here you are today. How many times has God rescued us? How many times has God protected us? 
How many God, times has God worked in ways we did not expect? How many times did, did God just show up? Well, if you stop and think about it, probably more than you could ever realize. The battle belongs to the Lord. He's fighting his fights. He's fighting for us. Like Elijah's servant who thought they were vastly outnumbered, and Elijah's prayer, oh, open his eyes that he might see that there are more who are with us than there are with, the, with them. And the servant's eyes were opened, and he saw the, the hosts, the armies of the Lord of hosts. Wow. Folks, God is for you. God's fighting our battles. You don't go alone. You've got the Almighty on your side. Give it your best. Give it your best. Give it your best. But leave the results with God. He works things out. He's the one who gives fruit. You cannot make a person alive. You can't really even change a person's mind. But our God can. So rest in Him. That's how we keep our peace. And third, I think it's to be convinced you're right. Be convinced of the truthfulness of what God says. I find the hardest, the hardest arguments to be involved in is when you're standing your ground and you think your, your opponent, part of what they're saying is true. Maybe you don't agree with everything, but you're, you find yourself then kind of arguing, defending points that you're not convinced are really true, and maybe he's got a point there. And somehow it feels like if you, if you give in there, you're going to lose the whole argument, and so you kind of stand your ground and you fight hard, and, you, and then you get angry. I... I, when I'm in, involved in a debate or something, I feel like I've got nothing to prove, nothing to defend. All, God is the one. All I want is God's truth. If I'm wrong, I want to know it. I'd rather correct myself now than wait and be corrected by the Lord when I see him face to face in the judgment day. If I'm wrong, I want to be corrected now. I don't want to keep living what is not true. So if I'm, if I really think about that and my opponent makes a good point. Accept it. That's all right. Okay, that's a good point. That doesn't mean everything he's saying is right. Doesn't mean everything I'm saying is wrong. Don't defend what you don't really believe, and be and and don't don't feel like you need to. And so this helps me as well. Be open. All I want to know is the truth. And when all you want to know is the truth, you can relax and rest in a debate. Now you know, person the other person might think, well, he's making better points that aren't true. That's that's irritating. But dare I say, know what you believe. Know what you believe. My friends, let's remember, we are involved in the, the, the discussions we're involved in are more than just, you know, philosophical or political or, or uh, curious interest or neighborhood chat. We, we're involved in spiritual battles. Ideas have consequences. And in our world today, we are standing for ideas that are very, 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 very important, that are very, very, very spiritual, that are involved in a spiritual battle. So we want to be able to articulate them well. We want to know well what we believe. That's why I, I work real hard here to help us articulate what is it Christians really do believe. We don't want to stand up and defend and fight for what doesn't really matter, it isn't really true. But if it is true... We want to defend it, and we want to know how to do it well. We want to make knowledge acceptable. We want to add persuasiveness to our lips because the stakes are high. The stakes are high. Finally, remember this. 
that when you're involved with a discussion, debate, argument, whatever word you want to call it, contending for the faith with an, with another person, they will often remember your attitude and demeanor far more than they remember anything you say. They'll remember how you said it. If, if they get under your skin, if they get you to blow your top, that's what they'll remember. That's what they'll remember. You might have great arguments, but if you present them in anger and meanness, mean-spirited, they won't even remember what you said. They'll remember how you said it. And let's be honest, we don't have that option. We, we are to speak the truth in love, as it says in Ephesians 4. And when we speak the truth in love and with graciousness and kindness, and we add persuasiveness to our lips, and we make knowledge acceptable, and, we have, and we're filled with the Spirit, and we're filled with joy and filled with confidence. Sometimes on campus, I, I actually will even say to a person, and they're, they're just so rude sometimes, and I'll just say, you know what, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to get me to not love you. And when that's our attitude, because that's what they want. They want to get us to act in a non-Christian way, and that, then they'll feel they won. And so part of our prevailing is not only what we say, but how we act. Will we rise above? Will we love them no matter what? That'll make you a prevailer. Amen, amen, and amen. Father in heaven, we thank you that you give us the power to prevail. You give us the Holy Spirit who fills us with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. You give us the capacity to not lose our temper, to not blow up and become angry. Oh, Lord, so it's so easy. Sometimes it's so easy with those we love the most, our own kids or a relative or someone that we, we just think or wish they ought to get it. And we're so disappointed they don't. And we even feel personally violated if they don't. I pray, Father, help us to be people who don't let the beliefs of other people get under our skin. We don't let, it, we don't let the beliefs of other people or the words of other people rob us of our joy. Rob us of our peace. Help us, Lord, to be people who rise above. Help us to know that our God is on the throne and you will be vindicated. Thank you for that, Lord. You will win. In the end, you will always be vindicated. You always have been and you always will be. Many a skeptic has arisen and fallen, but your word prevails. Your word remains. And we thank you for this. And we thank you that nothing new that comes up today, no new arguments, no new debates, no new uh, knowledge raised up against the knowledge of God is going to somehow knock you off your throne and prevail against you. You will always be vindicated in the end because you're good, righteous, true, and just. We bless you for this. And we thank you that if we are with you, we too will prevail. If we are with you, if we stand with you, if we trust in you, if we hold on to your truth, we will prevail. Indeed, indeed Father, we admit that sometimes it looks like we're losing, but we, we want to be winners in the end. We want to, when, that, when the final trumpet is sounded, we thank you that we'll be revealed with you in glory. We rest in that. We trust in that. We, we have confidence in that. And in light of that, no one, no one, let no one shake us of that faith and confidence. And why we have that poise, it, can so, it so irritates our opponents that no matter what they say, we know we're right because our faith in our God is unshakable.
So we pray and bless you today. We pray that this day we'd walk this way and every day we'd walk this way. Lord, if we've blown it in the past, this is a new day, a new opportunity. Fill us with this spirit of victory, confidence, faith, and joy today, we ask, in all that we do with everyone we encounter. And we pray these things, and we bless you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. This is an important message, really important. Throughout the year, as I, I'll say it again, and tomorrow we'll read a story from, from my Taking the Turf book, but throughout the years, I've had so many people who have told me that it was my attitude with, in facing my confronters that made all the difference in their life and brought them to Christ. This is how we prevail. Thanks for being with me today. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Again, if you're new or whatever, make sure you hit, any, all of you, make sure you hit that like button and the subscribe, notify, leave a comment, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow where we continue uh, um, on our daily word and prayer. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.